You are listening to the IBC Podcast, your international baseball career guide. Play ball! Now, here's your host, David Burns. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 32. And uh, yeah, if you have a few minutes, I would definitely recommend sitting down and listening to this one because it's quite inspirational. This goes for uh, all you guys out there that are struggling to get on with the club. uh, But it's also, you can take something away with it if you have plenty of options and you're one of those guys that the clubs are... uh, swooning over if if you will so have a listen this is about a guy that made his way over to europe uh he just hopped on a plane because he wasn't getting any uh hits via email uh so he took it into his own hands hopped on a plane uh, made his way around europe talking to clubs uh, and ended up getting on with the club uh and now he's uh, just signed a contract for the winner in australia so he went from zero to you know multiple opportunities just by taking a more aggressive approach um, and in previous interviews I've spoken with other guys uh, who have had plenty of options they've had a number of offers but they weren't really sure about the level of ball or sure about the leagues or the clubs that they were speaking with um, so they hopped on a plane uh, came over to Europe and met with these clubs and, and practiced with these clubs, came before the season started uh, and got a feel for the clubs and then made the decision. So, uh, you know, of course, that requires a few bucks. So you, you need to save up a little bit of money for a plane ticket and, and uh, at least enough money to get you through for a couple of weeks, two to three maybe even four weeks. Uh, But then the chances are quite good that you're going to get on somewhere. So uh, I think this is a a definite approach for for many of you guys out there because the competition is quite thick right now. There's a lot of guys looking to take their career overseas. Uh, So a lot of people are also getting overlooked. Some good ball players uh, are getting overlooked. And uh, if you have that coaching experience as well, that takes you a long way. So if you can come over and prove that you can play a little bit of baseball and you have that coaching uh, background, uh, then you're, you're definitely a valuable asset to any club over in Europe or Australia. So without further ado, let's get on with this interview. It's a very interesting one. It, it takes place uh, at my apartment in Austria following a tournament uh, that... Uh, Clayton participated in and he just signed a contract so we talk about his journey to up to that point uh, at the tournament and how he got on with this club in Austria so without further ado here's Clayton Carson powered by Middle Punk Media your sports marketing agency we put sports center stage Clayton welcome to the podcast thanks for having me so uh, can you tell me a little bit about your baseball background and then how that led to this European trip? And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I grew up playing baseball, uh, always been around the game, uh, played in college, uh, bounced around schools a little bit, uh, went to BYU for a couple of years, had a medical redshirt, so I still have one year of eligibility at uh, junior college, so I transferred to a junior college in California, uh, Saddleback College. And then transferred from there to San Diego State. Uh, I had a back injury that ended my playing career. Uh, went directly into coaching from that just because you know, I've always loved the game and I want to you know, stay involved in it any way I can. Yeah. Uh, so I coached for uh, six years at a, a junior college and then went on to uh, uh, Southern Utah University mm-hmm. as a Division One in Cedar City. Uh, coached there for a year. They shut down the program. So it just kind of seemed like I was always looking for that next opportunity. Um, 
once I, I hadn't graduated, once I graduated from uh, college, I'd also traveled. So I'd always kind of had the idea of maybe going and traveling in uh, in Europe or overseas, and, and maybe playing ball or coaching. You know, getting an opportunity to kind of do both the things I like doing, which is traveling and and coaching baseball. So that led to to the decision to hop on a plane and come to Europe. Now, was that kind of a sporadic thing, or did you plan it out, or? or well, I mean, I'd obviously checked out your website and kind of looked at all those uh, all the different opportunities that were out there. Um, I'd had a couple friends that had come over here and played in Holland uh, maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and they had good things to say about the experience. Uh, so recently, I just kind of decided, you know, I still want to stay in baseball, and uh, any way I can stay in the game, I wanted to. So I started looking at flights and kind of see if I could find an inexpensive flight, and it was kind of one of those things I wanted to do, and once I saw that it was going to be affordable for me, uh, I jumped on a flight, and really I, I booked it and was gone five minutes or five days later. Wow. Yeah. So it was somewhat sporadic. It was always in the back of your mind that you wanted to do that, but yeah. but you just kind of one day just decided to pick up and go to Europe. So so where did you fly into, and then how did you go about it from there? Yeah, I uh, flew out of L.A. and uh, flew into uh, Copenhagen uh, on Norwegian Airlines. If you want to check it out, I got like a $307 flight, so maybe something guys want to look at. Wow. Okay. Um, and then from there, I uh, went down to Hamburg. Uh, I met with uh, the Hamburg Steelers, uh, talked to maybe get an opportunity and, and coach there uh, or play there for them. Uh, it was kind of their season had already started, uh, but uh, the director of operations for them uh, kind of gave me some pointers and some contacts, maybe some guys that I could talk to throughout uh, Europe and uh, more specifically Germany. Um, and so I kind of just went from there and started contacting as many clubs as I could. Uh, and try to find a place for me. Okay, so you contacted the clubs while you were in Europe, not ahead of time, and uh, just through word of mouth, you kind of you, you developed your contact list. So, so then where'd you go from there? Uh, after I left Hamburg, I had a little pit stop in Berlin. It wasn't a, a baseball related pit stop, but just I'd been through Europe before. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Berlin, so I spent a couple of days there. I went from Berlin to Prague, um, contacted Jan Drebeck, uh, the director of uh, the, the organization of Prague Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, great facilities there, uh, really a good guy, and kind of the same situation a little bit later in the season. Their budget was exhausted, but same thing again. He put me in contact with some other clubs, mm-hmm. uh, told me about other opportunities, and maybe an opportunity for me to come back next year and coach their juniors team. Um, and then... Through contacting you and uh, uh, emailing uh, you through your website, uh, I got the opportunity to come down here for uh, for the baseball tournament, Fingston uh, Ball, and you know, that's that's where I am now. Okay, so uh, would you re- recommend that that players then start a little early because it sounds like you showed up a little bit late? So so for those listening, it's. Uh, you flew in maybe late May or early June? Yeah, I got in May 20th, and yeah, I would certainly recommend uh, getting getting a head start on it. Uh, yeah. you know, get out there, contact clubs early, so maybe you don't spend as much time mm-hmm. bouncing around and kind of getting that no or getting that uh, maybe next year kind of kind of speech. Yeah. Um, okay, so now here we are. We just finished the Fingston Ball Tournament, and uh, so where do things stand right now? How many more contacts do you have because of the tournament? And uh, you know, how does the future look for, for getting involved with the club 
now or, or, or yeah. next year? Yeah, well, Kingston Ball was great. Uh, there were so many clubs here from all over Europe. Uh, in fact, I played for a team that was from Poland, uh, and one of the clubs that was here had a couple representatives that were playing for an international stars team. Uh, like what they saw when I was on the field, and uh, I've got an opportunity to play in hard Austria in the in the second division, and it seems like it's going to be a good setup. And, good, you know, and that's a, co- a player coaching position. So you're looking to coach and play. Absolutely, yeah. It's, uh, I came over here, uh, you know, haven't played in a, in a few years, but you know, mm-hmm. kind of played a little men's league and stayed involved, and obviously coaching, you stay in shape, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fungos and BP and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I really had the heart to, to coach and also got the opportunity to be a player. Uh, so yeah, they, they were real excited to have me. They're looking to improve their hitting. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my specialty. I've been a hitting coach for, for most of my coaching career. Great. So, so you're set up, like, are they, are they going to be paying you a small income and maybe help get, get you back to the States when the season's over? Are they maybe going to pay your way yeah, back? Yeah, the, the situation that I have is, is great over there. Um, they're paying for my travel from here in Antnag over to uh, Hard. They're uh, setting me up with a place to stay, no charge, uh, uh, food if I do a couple chores around the house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're also paying me a salary of uh, 300 euros a month. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they're giving me access to a vehicle. So you know, it sounds like it couldn't, couldn't be a better situation. That's great. So now that money you saved up for this trip is just a, uh, for a little extracurricular activities or maybe some sightseeing. So were there any other opportunities that came about during this trip? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I've, I've never stopped contacting teams and trying to get a hold of people. And then also, uh, you know, you've helped me out a lot as far as contacting teams and you know, tell him, hey, he's over here and he's interested in playing. You don't have to pay for his flight, and he's excited to just go and have an opportunity anywhere he can. So mm-hmm. I think if you have that attitude, yeah. uh, and you're open in your travels, and uh, you're going to have plenty of opportunities. Yeah. So it, um, basically, for those that are looking to do the same, uh, uh, fund their own way here, in hopes of, of proving themselves. Uh, what What do you recommend? Uh, you know, what kind of budget, or do you think that they should? Um, set up uh, in case they don't get signed immediately. Uh, right. I mean, I would. I, I traveled through Europe before, so I kind of had run into a few of the pitfalls before. As far as there's plenty of crazy things to do and things you haven't seen. And at first, you kind of want to pay for everything and go and do everything, but then it saps your funds pretty quick. <laughs> so I think if you're smart, uh, you know, you stay at, you do your research, stay at inexpensive hostels. Um, you kind of watch your budget as far as food, you know, go to the grocery store a couple times as you're traveling. Um, you know, don't go out drinking every night because that blows through the money pretty quick in a lot of, in a lot of areas. Uh, I would say maybe the budget that I found myself spending on both food and a uh, place to stay was about 40 to $60 US uh, a day, yeah. um, which is, is not too bad. So the budget with flight and everything, you know, I think if you gave yourself a month, if you gave yourself a month to come over here and do it, I think you'd probably get away with it for, you know, twenty two hundred bucks, maybe two thousand dollars, and that's everything you're paying for yourself. Yeah, yeah, and you really didn't have too much trouble getting on with the club, but of course you do have to prove yourself. So, what do you think are the things that you did that that impressed them? Well, I think uh, just my openness to to help out any way I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when I contacted these clubs. I was just looking for an opportunity. 
I've got a strong baseball background, so I think all the clubs are interested in that because uh, although European baseball isn't at the level of the baseball in the States or maybe Australia or some of the, the Asian leagues, I think they're trying to get there, and the guys over here are real excited about it. So if you've got a good baseball background and you're you're willing to work hard and you prove that you're a good guy and you know you sit down and talk to them, I think I think that goes a long way that you're someone that can help their their team and their organization yeah. and get to where they want to be. Most definitely. And, you know, you're probably too modest to talk about it, but you showed up uh, three days or two days before the tournament and, and worked your butt off helping us set up for the tournament. The whole weekend you were helping out, uh, and, and then, of course, with the cleanup as well. So you've been here pretty much a week uh, and working working hard, maybe harder than anybody. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I think those are the kind of – those are the small things that really, you know, that – that open doors for you as well. So perfect, Clayton. So I, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing more about how things turn out with you in Austria. Maybe we'll meet you uh, uh, in, in the play downs or play ups for, for, right. for you guys. And uh, I look forward to, to hearing how it goes for you. So thanks for the interview. Yeah. Thanks for everything, Dave. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. That wraps up episode number 32. Uh, quite an inspirational story. Uh, I'm inspired by it. Clayton uh, just started emailing me suddenly and said he's going to be in Europe. And we exchanged a few emails. The next thing you know, he was on my doorstep. Uh, didn't know what uh, to really take of him. Didn't know him. Having a stranger on my couch. But uh, the kid showed up, worked his butt off. Uh, was really friendly and personable and, and, and uh, seemed to get along with everybody and, and I think just created this opportunity for himself by doing so. Uh, he came around the end of May, early June, and uh, so it was a little bit late in the season, so it was difficult for him to get on with the team, and it worked out for him anyway. Uh, so it's not to say everybody would be quite so lucky. So if, you, if you're looking to do the same, I would recommend coming in uh, early April or mid-April or any time in April is better than the end of May. Uh, worst case scenario, uh, towards the, the beginning of May or even as Clayton did, early June is possible for some of you guys that are just uh, finishing up uh, with your college degree. Um, also, try to get on with a, a club at a tournament is, is a smart idea. So there's a couple of big tournaments. One's in early June uh, or late May often is when it's held. It's called Fingston Ball. Uh, that's in, in Austria, and that's at my, at my home place here. My home club hosts it. And then there's one in Prague as well, which is called Prague Baseball Week, and that's towards the end of June. Uh, Clayton hopped on a plane without thinking about it, came over and managed to get on with the club. But as you heard him, uh, the best the best route would be to contact clubs ahead of time. Let them know you're going to be in the area and you just want a chance to come out and show them what they can do. And, and uh, I'm quite sure many clubs will welcome you with open arms. Uh, a lot of these clubs are on tight budgets. And if they have an opportunity to see a guy... Uh, prior to spending any money and be able to make a, a more informed decision, then they're going to take it. So that's definitely a route you want to go. So do your research as well. Figure out where you want to go. Um, find out how to do it the, the least expensive way as well. But find out which clubs are the best uh, clubs in the, in the top countries or, or whatever fits best with whatever you're looking for. Make sure just to do that research ahead of time. 
Uh, and then that brings us to Australia, New Zealand during the winter. Uh, there's even more probability there. Uh, the Aus- Australian baseball market is huge. There's clubs everywhere. Uh, so I think uh, w- given the fact that you can qualify for a working visa in Australia, then uh, there's even more opportunities to do something that Clayton, like Clayton did or similar to what he did. Uh, I would recommend getting your working visa ahead of time. Uh, hop on a, on a plane, same thing, contact clubs ahead of time, uh, and I, I'm 100% sure you're going to land somewhere. Um, with that being said, uh, don't be too picky. Uh, get your foot in the door. Uh, Clayton got his foot in the door uh, in the Austrian second division, you know, which is a pretty low division when you consider uh, Europe uh, as a whole. However, uh, he, it's, a, it's a beautiful part of the country, uh, a great group of guys, and he got his foot in the door, and now that's opened doors to uh, you know to Australia and who knows down the road. So just get your foot in the door. So with that being said, uh, this was a great inspirational podcast episode, and uh, I recommend get off the couch and make things happen if it's not happening already. For more information on working visas, uh, you can visit the website and download an ebook that I created. It is tailored towards Canadians because Canadians have a working holiday visa relationship with many uh, countries in Europe. Uh, but also, it gives you uh, links that are also um, usable by Americans looking for visas in Australia uh, and New Zealand. So go ahead and download that ebook. It's free. Uh, and there's plenty of information about the different levels of baseball uh, in all these various countries and uh, what the visa requirements are. So that can be quite helpful. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, head over to the website, share the, this podcast episode, like it. I'd appreciate it very much. I'd like to hear your feedback as well. So comment. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on episode number 33.